As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Red Cross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. I'm excited about having our guest today because we're going to be talking about the investment side of building a business. When we all think about our dreams, when we think about the idea of going into business and starting a vegan business, there's often a period where we all think about, well, where's the money going to come from? Where do we, how do we build the investment side or how do we raise capital to really fulfill our dreams? And there's a lot of different ways to do it and a lot of different kind of options out there. And what I want to do today is kind of talk about what Mark has developed for our world and our community. And when I say there are a lot of different options, in the traditional space, there's a lot of ways that people have done funding before. But what we're starting to see now is more vegans bring investment opportunities to our communities. More vegans step up with creative ways to help bring investment to our community. And for some of you out there that are maybe not in the investment track at this point, what I'm really hoping we dive into with our guest today, Mark, is talk about how us as individuals can be a part of that investment process, how us as individuals can potentially take our dollars and vote with our dollars and therefore invest in companies and businesses that we hope to succeed. So those are some of the things we're going to cover today, but I'm sure Mark has even more with his extensive background um, on the topic. So first, let me welcome our guest, Mark. Thank you for being with me today. Uh, thank you, Stephanie. And let's give everyone a little bit of spice, a little bit of intro understanding. I mean, I talked about, you know, what you do from my perspective, maybe outside looking in, but maybe you can give us kind of the insider's view of Vegan Launch and what was kind of your vision and what was your kind of, I guess they say, North Star, or what guided you to start this? Well, I've been a lifetime activist, actually. I started as an environmental activist at age 10 in 1970 with the first Earth Day. And I, uh, I had this vision by the time I was 20 that to solve the problems of the world, we needed to have businesses that did those directly. The charities were somehow limited in their ability to transform the society. And I started my first environmental business when I was 23. Uh, it was a water and energy conservation business that worked pretty well. Mm -hmm. But along the way, I saw that government policies would affect how much profit people in my similar business were making in different parts of the country. So I got interested in policy. I ended up in Washington, D.C., co-founded a national environmental group, and uh, we did a lot of good. It was hard mm -hmm. as hell. And... Uh, uh, and then what I really realized is that finance is the right platform for a social organizer or environmentalist because movements create markets. And yes. this is what we're really, so it was really in 2021, I started on this path to create an ecological investment fund. I hadn't gone vegan yet. And that was really hard. It didn't really work. I spent 10 years failing. I learned a lot about how to fail uh, <laughs> all the different ways. Uh, so that makes me a very good mentor. And then I took five years off, and by 2016, I went vegan, and then the U.S. finance laws changed. 
what most people don't realize is that free speech in the area of fundraising for capital was basically prohibited in 1933 with the Securities Act. So we've had almost a 90-year period where people have no idea how capitalism works and entrepreneurs had no real legitimate path to raising capital unless they already had pre-existing relationships with uh, wealthy individuals called accredited investors. So that's made it very difficult to capitalize any business, much less a purpose-driven business like most vegans. So the same year I went vegan, these laws changed. And I was just, after being vegan for a year, my, my head just got really clear and my health was coming back and my energy. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this because I'm able to do now what I attempted to do in the, in the 2000s. I need about 5 million to do what we're doing now on just a, a real shoestring, uh, being mm-hmm. able to communicate publicly to the general public. So you can say our goal with Vegan Launch is to use finance as a mass education platform, kind of like McDonald's. They use the burger. Their marketing around burgers taught us how to eat junk food, right? They, they, they created a whole culture that way. And we have individual vegan companies that are trying to do the same thing now in whatever their business model is, but they all need funding. So our idea is we fund all the vegan companies we can. They go out and through their marketing, they educate the world about all the benefits of being a vegan and the vegan ethical framework. And then our marketing of these investment products is also our opportunity to mass educate people as well. So that is the whole thesis. And I'm glad to say it's working. We have our first public mm-hmm. investment product up at our site, uh, veganlaunch.com. Mm-hmm. And a, a person can invest as little as $100 in this lovely company. They make a plant-based uh, solution for the collagen crisis. The collagen is just you know animal skin and bones, waste product full of antibiotics and other garbage you wouldn't dare put in your body if you knew what was in it. Ground up, mm-hmm. packaged nice. And people think this is a health food. It's not. But I've been using the 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 uh, New Earth Beauties products, and my okay. face is really changing. It really does improve your own body skin tone and collagen elasticity. And so I'm I'm both a proud believer, and we're promoting her business via the, our first live public offer on our website. Wonderful. I mean, it's great to hear about that. If you hear about the brand, hear about the work and also hear about the success. I think a lot of times when we talk with businesses, everyone has the idea, but it's wonderful when you're able to kind of talk about how you've translated that idea into something that not only has helping other brands, but also is a fulfillment of your actual vision um, that you have now. And also that, you know, started when you were planning to do something back in the 2000s. So let's dive a little bit deeper. Let's talk about the process, especially from a business standpoint. If I had a business, I was starting a business, when should I approach or work with Vegan Launch? What is the ideal company that you work with or stage that those companies are in? Well, for, uh, first of all, a lot of, a lot of uh, vegan entrepreneurs try to raise capital from vegan venture capital funds the problem is vegan venture capital funds are typically very selective. Uh, they want later stage companies that already have some traction. Traction is the is the the golden key for an entrepreneur. And then, so we work. We don't do generic business coaching. There are certainly plenty of companies that you can bootstrap and have a nice lifestyle. So we're focused on entrepreneurs that want to create a scalable business, and it's very difficult to scale 
without capital. Now, um, most of the companies that come into our platform for, we have a free mentoring program. They come in and they have some kind of traction. They have some sales, uh, you know, some evidence, and there's a lot of forms of traction. I don't think we should go too deep into that. Um, Some entrepreneurs have the mistaken thinking that if you want to start a company first, you raise capital. That's very hard. I have done that, but it's not really, it's better to come up with traction. So like with Vegan Launch itself, when we started in in April, 2018, all I did, I put up a two page website. I just wanted to see if I get people to sign up for the idea. So I tested in little increments before, you know, I didn't, I I didn't try to raise capital really until we had proven that we had a, 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 a financially successful business model. And then, and cause so, uh, I financed it with credit cards and bank loans and whatever cash I had. Uh, you know, lifetime as an entrepreneur, an environmental entrepreneur, you know, I wasn't like, you know, a whole lot of money in the bank, but I put everything I had into it. The other thing is also commitment. But I would say that if a company's got some sales and there are ways, again, to get ready. But the main thing I'll say, the lesson for entrepreneurs is you want to start thinking like an investor from the beginning, whether you're bootstrapping or whether you think you're going to raise capital, understanding how an investor looks at your company will help you make good decisions because you're building an asset value. Your company is an asset and your ability to raise capital is really about how you tell the story of your company as an asset with appreciating value to investors. So that's the nut of what I teach people in the mentoring program, how to properly evaluate value and start looking at their company from the point of view as an investor. Now, do most people come to you kind of saying, this is where my business is, I need help trying to figure out what's next? Or are you really working with people at the stage that they've said, okay, I am ready to scale. I am ready, meaning like you said, I've gotten some customers, you know what I mean? I've started with my initial process. I did some bootstrapping, you know what I mean? I got my garage is full of inventory that I'm turning over, you know, every 14 to 30 days. I don't remember telling you about all the entrepreneurs we've been working with, but yeah, that's pretty much it. They come to ready to scale. Generally, we have a little thing on our intake form what's your experience in raising capital? And, and the drop-down list, the first one is, I have no idea how to raise capital. That's most people in the planet really have no idea how finance and capital works. Um, so, but yeah, they've got some, you know, generally some kind of sales or some kind of, like I said, with our business, the first traction was, can we build an email list? You know, people come to me and say, I want to start a vegan restaurant. I say, create a free email list on MailChimp and start talking to people and ask them if they would be willing to just put their name on an email list and follow your progress. Those are going to be your first investors. Uh, you know, And whether somebody takes that advice or not pretty much indicates whether they're going to succeed or not. Because yes. you do want to start thinking about investor relations almost from day one. It's not like, oh, I've got a company now, I need money. It's not about I need money. It's about when you're raising capital, you are creating an investment product that's different than your original product and service and designing that investment product. And then there's a market for that investment product. And so what Vegan Launch does is we bring all the vegan investors we can into one platform. Now, each of them, they're in different countries. They have different tastes. Some of them are wealthier than others. So the laws apply differently because of these crazy laws that we still have on the books. But inside all vegan investors, there is a market for your investment product. The hard part about raising capital is it's, it's another product. You've got to sell. It's a totally different conversation than selling your goods or services. And that's the, 
but you've got to master at least a little, a minor degree of that for the money to flow in so you can scale. Otherwise, you'll be bootstrapping the rest of your life. I'm glad you brought that up because I think people see it as kind of like, ah, I just need to put a a deck together. I need to put a presentation together. And therefore, I get in front of the right people in the room. It'll just, you know, it'll just happen. And I really love how you framed it as, you know, you almost developed another product that needs its own marketing. It needs its own kind of support system. And you have to develop that product so that that investment product um, and the assets in your business so that they are appealing to investors and so forth. So I, I'm glad you touched on that because I hope people or anyone who's even listening today and thinking about it, that they're really starting to understand that if you're going down the, rap, path, the path of getting investors, that there is a process to it and a commitment level to it. Um, it's not just, you know, can I just find someone that happens to have a checkbook? Yeah, the commitment is a really big thing. To be very honest, especially at the beginning, pretty much all of the investors in, in, in Vegan Launch itself and operations, they asked me if they could invest in the company, which made it a little easier. And then there's that thought. It's like, you know, when you take somebody's money, now you're creating this long, it's a much longer term relationship than your product or service. Because if you sell them, if you sell somebody some vegan shoes, they get the shoes. That transaction is complete. But an investor it's a long-term relationship. And I really, each for the, in the in the beginning, each new check I've tested is like, do I really want to do this? Like, am I, how committed yeah. am I? So the level of commitment drives your ability to raise money. The other thing is what's, what does the market size look like? And what's going to, what is the, the driving growth factor? What is it about your company that can allow it to scale into a scalable market? So, but the commitment is, commitment is key and, and you will be tested if you've never raised capital because suddenly somebody writes you a check for $50,000 or $100,000. It's like, oh no, I've got to do something now. I can't just goof off, right? A lot of people want to, it's called lifestyle businesses. Investors don't, yeah. I love lifestyle businesses. They're great because the money comes in and you don't have to work unless you feel like it. Yes. When, you, when you've got other people's money, you, you have that sense of duty to them. Um and sometimes and they're just, your other customer in a sense. They're almost your new customer to support right, <laughs> and continue exactly. that relationship. You, you cust- yeah. yeah, customer relationships, writing those quarterly reports, even if it's just a page, you know, Absolutely. helping them stay abreast and because they'll bring other investors in if they like you as well, if they can. You know, it's a really great thing, but it's that commitment to scalability. And sometimes, you know, balancing lifestyle and that commitment can be a challenge uh, for anybody. Whether, you know, on one hand, it's like you start a business and there's not enough money, that sucks. Then the money comes in and you're still working all the time anyway. But at a certain point, like we have a nice little staff now, the work is starting to get distributed and Mm -hmm. it's still the most beautiful thing. And all, you know, like I said, I started my first business in 1983 and I love this business. Like I don't, I knew when I started that I never want to stop. I want to live to be a hundred and really see this through. I want to see the world change this way. And I think it's possible and I know it's possible. I mean, we've identified $12 trillion of vegan investment opportunities. There's no end to what can be transformed. And there's trillions of dollars as well. Vegans hold $3 trillion of publicly traded stock. I mean, there's no money shortage. What's happened is these rules and regulations that evolved after the depression have made it very difficult for investors and, and founders to find each other. We're solving that. Now vegan investors and vegan founders. And there's there's at least 2,000 vegan businesses trying to raise capital. Our job is to come up with a process like 
we're trying to grind through that backlog and get them funded. You know, they're all human beings, but it really is a process that we're developing for speed because each one of those people holds a solution that's going to really affect the outcome of the planet and of course animals' lives. Absolutely. Now let's talk about kind of how either you've been impacted a little bit or any of your that have happened broadly since COVID and and the, the Federal Reserve just pumping trillions of dollars of price supports have made a handful of people very wealthy. Now the some air is coming out of the balloon, and now those same people, I think, if you haven't been through up and down cycles like that, that can make you kind of uh, now fearful. And there's really, the vegan investor has a vegan investment thesis, and most of the people who are doing well on, on whether it's uh, Wall Street or with uh, crypto, they have a long-term thesis. They're not, they don't get overly excited when it goes up, and they don't freak out when it goes down because they're looking at the long term. So I say when it comes to long-term investors, you know, vegan investing is probably stronger than ever. It's just going to keep going because there's just almost no opportunities to invest that way on Wall Street. Another massive trend is what we call the liquidity tidal wave. And I did a video on that on our own YouTube channel. Um, Mm -hmm. So until recently, the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ have had a monopoly on liquidity, which means if a company was founded, they couldn't trade their shares anywhere until they either went public or merged. And this has created a very sick phenomenon where essentially plant-based companies are merging with gigantic meat conglomerates just to get their yes. next check. And mm-hmm. it, this is a very unfortunate situation because it it, it mutes the movement uh, mm-hmm. and the trend toward transformation. Um, but anyway, so now with these new laws and financial technology, fintech is a massive exploding tech division of tech. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll just you know, break down fintech for my listeners. Well, fintech means that. financial technology. So if we think back to when Amazon got started, that we put up our, my, I did my first website in 1995 and trying to collect money over the web was almost a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And a- Amazon spent like a hundred million dollars trying to figure it out. And that's why they're, you know, number one. Now anybody with, you know, $3 and 50 cents to run, you know, some kind of a cheap website can plug and play and be up tomorrow with better financial technology than Amazon paid a hundred million for, for free. So with financial transactions, that's come a little slower, but now like, for example, um, you know, we're, we're um, I, I can't say everything we're doing, but let's just say there are websites now where you can start a venture capital fund for free. Now, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees in the 2000s trying to boot up this ecological venture capital fund. Now mm-hmm. it's free. And the management, the back end, it's like, this is a trend. Vegan Launch uses financial technology to facilitate these little hundred dollar or more investment transactions. Um, So what else is happening? There's something called secondary markets and more and more liquidity is happening upstream from the NASDAQ. This is opening up a huge opportunity for creativity because now the lack of liquidity is one of the major risks for investors. The more liquidity in the market, the more we'll be able to engage with the broad investor market. I mean, the the global stock market is a hundred trillion dollars. Environmentalist control 30 trillion vegans as a sub niche of that are 3 trillion. There's just money sloshing around looking for value as vegan Mm -hmm. values grow, especially with Gen Z and millennials. 
My vision for being author is that Gen Z and millennials will be able to both start and fund their own businesses from their cohorts and not wait for boomers like me to say it's okay or, or you know decide whether or not they deserve money. That's the position I was when I was their age. I couldn't find capital. I had a great business. I had no clue. The bank said no. I didn't know why. I didn't know where the money was. I just knew I had a great idea and I just bootstrapped for seven years and bootstrapping sucks. It's unless you have, you know, like an, you know, an ebook business and a lifestyle business. But I was very dissatisfied at, even though it was a successful company, I could not scale it to anywhere near the potential I saw. Yeah. And that's the challenge. Trends. These are huge trends and more and more investors are moving into these micro assets. It's a great time to be doing what we're doing. I can't believe that's happening because I almost gave up completely until the laws change. Yeah. We're so glad you didn't give up because this really does create just so much opportunity, um, you know, for businesses and, you know, I'm passionate about that, but also for, you know, just our community at large and the movement itself. So I just wanted to break down for our listeners the idea that, you know, you're taking investments on as little as $100, correct? Yeah. So the idea is that anyone could be an investment investor, excuse me, in some of these vegan companies? Is that fair for me to say? Yeah. At least that's how I read it on the website. Okay. Yes. I mean, we're a few. So right now in the deal that we have up, any uh, any U.S. investor, any U.S. person can invest as little as $100. And then sadly, the, the U.S. laws and the next largest market is the EU. And our mm-hmm. laws do not integrate with their laws. In fact, the EU's laws, they're working on it, but they don't even integrate country to country. So some countries prohibit, in Canada, for example, they prohibit their citizens. You can invest in Canada on the NASDAQ, but you can't. Each province has rules preventing Canadian citizens from investing in U.S. regulation, crowdfunding offers and other other public offers and these small new public offers. So, but accredited investors can. I mean, we're not, we don't market directly to those countries, but if they happen to find our website. So that means... If you're wealthy, you're what's called a credit investor, a millionaire, or you're making 200000 a year individually, or 300 as a couple, anywhere in the world, pretty much you can invest, or any U.S. investor. So getting that last quadrant, non-U.S., non-accredited, really just to get that done, because there's crowdfunding all over the world now, you know, throughout the EU, UK, Canada, even places like Thailand and Japan, they're all coming in with their... So it's just a matter of building out relationships, legal and technology in each country, and then organizing the offers. But, you know, there's no shortage of opportunities. It's really by 2021, excuse me, by 2022, my goals at Vegan Launch is a presence in every country where there's vegan investors, that there'll be, you know, that they'll all have a way to participate somehow in this vegan economic movement. And, you know, it's so important to me because, again, Vegan, the movement has created this market, but then you get a company like Tyson uh, Meats. They're making money off the vegan ethic. They have their own plant-based, uh, you know, meat alternative. So good for them for doing that. But that whole economic activity grew from veganism. Yes. There would be no plant-based meat if there were no vegans. Yes. Then they just announced they're opening a new chicken slaughterhouse. So they're they're taking money from the energy that was created by the vegan movement investigating the animal cruelty. And at the same time, their lobbying groups attack vegans. And this is, I saw this in the organic food movement. I saw this in the environmental movement and the economy that was trying to grow from that. And the solution for me is that, you know, vegans have to move into finance. 
we we soon by the end of this year we'll be training anybody who wants to to learn how to be a what I call a citizen financier because we need hundred or hundreds of people doing what I do on our platform solving giant world problems that are all of them when you really look at almost every problem in the world whether it's pollution or war somewhere at the bottom of the of the stack is our relationship to animals and as that changes I believe we can create a, a peaceful world vegan launch is a peace-based approach to solving world problems, but it requires us to be responsible for something a lot of us would rather not do, which is managing billions and even trillions of dollars, like the big guys, you know, but yeah. there's and enough. We need yeah. to be there's the big guys to- now, you know, yeah. there's no we need to be the big guys in the room and at the table as well. Yeah. You know, we're not the victims. Vegans have $3 trillion. We're not the victim. The animals are the victims for sure, but we're not victims. It's just a question of, can we get together, work together, organize, and use that massive financial uh, potential for good. And that's, so Vegan Launch is really a financial organizing platform to get people, let's work together. Let's solve the problems we all want to solve. We all know we want to solve it. We've all got the money if we work together. I love that. And it's just so people, if they want to get in touch, if they want to reach out to you, if they want to just learn more, what is the best way to get in touch? Your website, social media, email, or all of the above? Well, uh, the best place to start is veganlaunch.com. From there, you'll see links to your preferred social media platform. We post almost every week uh, on our LinkedIn and Facebook business pages. Uh, we're posting you know, YouTube videos typically every week. Uh, we have a podcast, the Vegan Launch Podcast. Uh, and so there's a lot of ways to get this. And it, you know, it's a big field. It took me about you know, almost 20 years to learn what I'm doing. And... And a lot of experience before that, you know, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not a boomer. Excuse me. I am a boomer. My kids, I am a boomer. I'm not a millennial. I'm not a zoomer. My kids <laughs> tell me I'm a boomer. So I guess I'm a boomer, but I don't think like one. Okay. But what's my, what's my point there? Uh, my goal is to compress that learning curve. If you go to our YouTube channel, our podcast, you will learn stuff there that took me years and years to learn and condense so that you can just become a powerful either investor a powerful entrepreneur or even a, a financial leader in a matter of really a matter of days of binge watching if you want. So uh, that's my recommendation for people. Just sign up and get started. Sign up, you know, sign up, check out the offer. Right now we're doing something called testing the waters. This is a whole okay. new law that only went into effect. That means you can pledge a certain amount of money without even actually spending it. And it's it's a bit, this is how all the big guys do finance. They don't just spend zillions on lawyers and then try to find out whether anybody cares. They first they they check with their investors. This is what investment bankers do. They call all of their investors and say, "Hey, we got a deal. Is there enough interest? If so, let's get together and do it." And right now, our first deal for New Earth Beauty, you can go there right now and just express your interest without even putting any money in. And if there's enough interest, that'll demonstrate that our marketing works. And then we'll go right and then we'll spend the money to really market the thing and raise the million dollars we want to raise for the company. I love that. I always love it when we test the demand, test the interest, you know, and we really make sure we understand, you know, is there a community, is there a group, are there people really in support of it and going from there? So I love that you're using that model um, in the investment space because I think it's um, it's a core and very strong model really for that entrepreneurs should be thinking about um, in general. Um, So I I love that you're doing it in the investment space. Now I noticed the time I kept you a little longer than usual, Um, but I wanted to just maybe ask before we kind of wrap up, if there's any recommendations for people as they prepare 
for this process. I know we were talking before we started the interview about the books and the numbers. And for a lot of people, it's an intimidating place um, for them to be. It's very hard to manage it. Maybe they just don't have the background or maybe they just had a horror story, something that happened um, and it, it shies them away from it. But I don't know if you have any thoughts on what people should be doing and maybe how you can help them so that they are mentally prepared from a financial standpoint, but also their books and their businesses are prepared um, to go on this investment journey. Okay, so so money is a story. Money is basically a conversation among humans. No other animal has money. And it's just kind of endemic. It's, it's sprout up around the world independently. So money is words. And then investing are more complicated stories around the the meta story, which we call money. So when you want to raise capital, you're going to tell two stories to your investor. One is the story in words, like where you're doing, what your vision is. That inspires them in one way. And then your your books, profit and loss, there's three sets of books, profit and loss, cash flow, and balance sheet. And those tell a story in words. And a good investor can look at those numbers and just really see a lot about you from that, for better or worse. <laughs> but, you know, it's okay because it's something to work with, you know. It's yeah. not, people are not, a good investor is looking for a reason to help you win, not a reason to to say no. So why do we not do books? Because it doesn't feel like it's making money. Often we're, you know, we're very heart-centric people as vegans. Books mm-hmm. are a little more kind of, I don't know, it's math class. And... So can you do math to the third grade level? How are you with your percentages? If you can do third grade math and you know your percentage is cold, you can raise a billion dollars. You can operate that. Uh, You might need to learn a few more tricks, but that's about it. It's not that hard. Otherwise, there wouldn't be so many dumb people making billions of dollars. (laughs) You don't have to be that smart. Uh, So then if you haven't done this, Open a separate bank account. Nobody gets any money if they don't have a separate bank account for their business. In most parts of the U.S., you get a free business checking account as as well. That's nicer. Don't pay any fees. Mm -hmm. If it's got to be a a personal account, I don't care. But just day one, you should open a free separate bank account for your business, no matter what you do. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. the energy is not aligned. And this is what I call integrity. When When you bring the alignment around from the bank account, and for me, getting integrity with money has been a lot of things because like my dad, he would spend all year complaining about the IRS. And I used to think the IRS is not to get me. And then finally, I had to do some stuff with the IRS and I, and I had to resolve all that sadness because he used it as a way of hiding from whatever other, mm. you know, depression and World War II issues were jangling around in his head. I, I, I thought he was, I thought the IRS was keeping it from me personally. So we all have mm. some... Money is the place most people have some weird relationship, whether whether sex, um, you know, money uh, or food. Right. Those are sort of the three gateways of screwing up our heads and use this as an opportunity to make peace with money. You know, we can um, this is really about love and love healing. And, and anywhere that anywhere there's not love, if you can't love money, it's like saying, well, I can't love electricity. Right? I don't love lightning or something like that. It makes no sense. It's just a human energy that's expressed with these little tokens we call dollars. And that's where that's why we freak out because people do use money to dominate other people, but they're dominating first. It's not money's fault. There have been bad people in every money situation. You know, Genghis Khan 
you know, the czar of Russia, every financial system has had its evil people. And that isn't a reason why we as peace-loving, compassionate people can't use money in a peace-loving way. And there, the more you discover, the more you'll find is there's a lot of people who make a lot of money without abusing people, you know, who care about the planet. And whether a person is good or bad has nothing to do with money per se. It just has to do with where they are on their journey, shall we say. Yeah. And I like that idea of making peace with money and and getting comfortable with it because I teach a lot of people the idea that, you know, there's power in being able to bring money into the vegan ecosystem. There's power in hiring other vegans and employing them so that their careers are aligned. And I think sometimes when I just have those discussions with people, it opens their minds to a different relationship with money and the possibilities that if you're making money in your business, you can donate to your animal sanctuaries. You can support legislative that's helping get, you know, plant-based labels, you know, on products, you know, things like that. It can really be an empowerment if we, if we really kind of change um, our relationship with money. Yeah, it's really, it's really a lovely path. And then you know that you've healed in a way your relationship with money when you've got your books done at least once a month. And, you know, when I made that policy for myself, it's like every 10 days, it, I, I mark it on my calendar as like a vacation day where I do financial integrity. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. I would much rather be selling or doing anything else that's more interesting. But once I put that in place and got my books really impeccable, literally money started pouring in without me even asking. And that's, a, that's you know, a much longer story. We're not going to cover that, but it's yeah, really it's true. Day, but another day. Well, it's about being ready to receive. If you want to, re- yeah. if you want to raise capital, you need to get, re- you need to be ready to receive. And that's really the essence of our teaching. And again, there's a lot of videos on our YouTube channel about how to get ready to receive money. And it's not so much, sure, there's some people go out and grab it if they can do that. I don't know. That's just not my way. My way is being receptive and making a nice home for that money in your bank account, (laughs) you know, and because people want to give you the, the investors want you to succeed. They've got spare cash. That's why they're investors. They got more money than they need. And they, they want to use that money for the maximum good. And if you're a vegan entrepreneur, you've got the key to their fulfillment. And, oh. you know, understand that you're a very important person, these investors. And there's no scarcity. There's 400, there's 4 million vegan investors on the planet. If you can't find your own, it's just, you know, it's hard to find, but they're there. And that's why Vegan Launch is here to make that finding process much easier. That's really our mission is to just get as many of those people working together. So the mm-hmm. entrepreneur is, you know, we don't want you to be on your on your own. We don't want you to have to do everything alone. That's slowing exactly. everything down. Yeah. And it's slowing our progress down and slowing the ability to get many entrepreneurs out there, their great products and services out to their communities. So I love, so I love the entrepreneurs. They're so fun. I just love working with them. And it's a great honor to do to do this work with them. I actually agree wholeheartedly with that. So Mark, I've given you a little bit extra time today. I just wanted to say thanks for hanging out with me a little bit longer than I know we do my interviews, but I love the kind of areas that we were able to get into to not only talk about the opportunity, talk about relationships um, with money and help people hopefully get a little bit more comfortable with that. And also maybe nudge some people along and hope that people are getting to the point where they're going to maybe make that commitment to make sure that their financial integrity is intact and they're looking at their books on a monthly basis. So this might be a challenge for some of the people out there today that are listening. 
Um, <laughs> but um, we just want you to obviously get started. But definitely, if anyone takes that challenge, let me know. I would love to know. You can always pop it into the comments and I will let Mark know that you've taken on that challenge as well. But I just wanted to say thank you for everyone who's watched us live, anyone who has watched us, um, even as a replay. If you have any questions for myself um, or for Mark, you know you can always post them in the comments. But more importantly, jump over to Vegan Launch. Check out their website. Really reach out to the team and check out those YouTube videos that Mark was talking about so you can get the education and also get an understanding of where the opportunity is. So if you're looking for investments um, or investors, you can get that connection going. Or if you're thinking about investing, you can connect with Vegan Launch and really start that process. Anything else you want to share with our audience before we wrap up today, Mark? No, I just want to, I mean, I, you know, I could talk for hours, but I just want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to say what we, you know, what we talked about today. And uh, I really appreciate the work you're doing and I look forward to our next conversation. Perfect. Thank you, Mark. And thank you everyone who has watched us today and joined us today. And we wish everyone well, and I hope you all check out Vegan Launch. Bye everyone.